businesses, been screwed over by our best friends, are clinically depressed, off our meds, and ready to give you advice. I'm Chris. And I'm Steve. And we are Inferior Inferior Men Men in the Pursuit of Resentfulness. Nice. (laughs) Did it. Oh, man. All right. Well, what's going on, Steve? Well, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Inferior Men. Yeah. The official first episode. The number one episode we have. The number one episode. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, what's been going on your, uh, with your weekend here? It was my birthday, Friday. It was your birthday? Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank did you do anything Finally. Fun? Yeah, <laughs> finally. I saw oh, you Friday. Oh. You didn't even say it. <laughs> well, we, we, had, we had plenty of celebrating to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things get left out, yeah. celebrations, no problem. Like the very sentiment, happy birthday. No, it was good. Uh, on Saturday, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the lady uh, had us do couples massage have you done this? I no, I've not done a couple's <laughs> massage. Go ahead. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. You walk in, mm-hmm. they unlock the door. Yeah. You have to like ring a bell and they unlock the door. Mm-hmm. And then they sit you down in front of the sand with the with the rakes. The sand. You know, the sand with oh, the like rakes. Oh, like a zen like, like a, a zen, zen garden. garden. Okay. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. And then the they make you take off your shoes and they give you sandals, but the sandals are like Nike sandals. Mm-hmm. And like clearly been worn by other people. They're not like spa sandals. They're like thrift stores sandals. Uh, that was a little weird. But then okay. yeah, they stand on you. They do like a deep tissue massage. They put on the music. And when when you go to those places, do you ever yeah. like? Because there's always that conception of the happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that idea of like. If you go through the mm-hmm. massage and everything's fine, and yeah. you come out, and then Natalie's all flush, and you're like, what? What happened on that <laughs> side? Know? Right. Yeah. Like, what if she gets the happy ending, and you don't? Like, yeah. what, what would you feel? I, I, envy. <laughs> Pure envy right, right. away. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel envy. But you do notice that stuff. Like, you can tell that the music, like the wind chimes and the... Ding, bah, 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 bah. was on a CD because every so often it, right. would, it would skip. It was scratched. <laughs> the CD was clearly scratched. It was like... And you're like, well, this is taking it away. Yeah. yeah, it's so relaxing and it's to funny, hear a CD skip. When mm-hmm. you're supposed to like be in the moment and practice mindfulness, the amount of things that you notice, mm-hmm. like her cell phone went off. And you're like, well, this isn't. Yeah. This and isn't if, zen. And if somebody's jerking you off, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to keep mindful of yeah. that as well. Correct. <laughs> but anyways, after that, we went to uh, the Windy City Rib Fest. Oh, okay. And you and I have talked about this before. Sure. Of just street festivals in general. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a ripoff. It's insane, but we all subscribe to it. Yeah, well, and and the thing, and they also make it seem like every single one of them is unique. You go to every one, they have the same food, they have the same beer. The same deep fried Twinkie. They still try to shake you down at the door, which is just, you know, basically they're just trying to recoup all their costs for all the tents that they rented. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I just have a problem with paying $10 to $15 to walk down a street. But you have to, right? Like, each little area has to, you know, like, you have the Andersonville Midsummer Fest. You mm-hmm. have, you know, Roscoe Village Fest, whatever. They all have to do that, right, to, like, gain money for the neighborhood. But they aren't getting money for the neighborhood. They're See, just offsetting the get. tent costs. This is what I don't get. What? When have you ever given money to a chamber of commerce and then seen some sort of, like, great project or some great work that they've done all right it's so a in, bunch of people it's a bunch of like people in the neighborhood that have successful businesses and can push some cloud around and they want they don't want to pay for the tents to you know boost their own egos that's so the, all it is so then why are we doing it why are we doing street for festivals? them for them for to who, make the them, businesses yeah to make those people feel more more important but they have to spend a ton of money on those tents and like the registration 
Well, they are also charging like $8 for a beer, too. I know. And then it's like the same boots with the luchador masks. I don't know. I don't know if that's printing. the same. No, every name, every, me, name me a street festival that doesn't have the luchador mask kiosk. Well, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm I aware of that. Is You did buy one, too. A Wolverine one. Okay, well, see, now, <laughs> and now see, who? I subscribe to it. That's the problem. I'm the problem. You are. Street festivals are so expensive. No, you're expensive. the problem for the luchador tent, because <laughs> if you didn't buy that, then they probably wouldn't exist. That's true. I'm the sucker. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's my business review for the week. Your business review for the just week? Just street festivals just in street general. street festivals. Okay, so... Who's but, getting money? Who's getting money? Who's profiting from street festivals? Carnies. Carnies? One. Yeah, they have those... They have the game booths on some of them. Those are all, like, carny people that do them. Yeah, but where does it go? It's got to go somewhere. What do you mean? I mean, carnies aren't, like... Living in mansions and well, yeah, they're the puppets. There's like the one yeah, guy. Yeah, so where does that money go? Where does that money go? <laughs> to the guy that's running the show. He's like the least carny like guy. Some carny kingpin. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like you he's know like, ruler of the carnies. Yeah, he's got pet crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a swimming pool in his backyard, but it's just filled with alligators. I love it. Yep. Well, that's Florida. Yeah. I remember my uncle, we were in Door County. I was mm -hmm. like, I had to be eight. Mm -hmm. And he spent so much money because I wanted this like little chimpanzee plush doll, I guess stuffed animal, if you want, if you will, in suspenders. And it looked so funny, I wanted it. And he spent, it had to be a good $60 trying to throw the balls at the milk jugs or whatever. Right. And then cut to like three years later, it's at a garage sale. My parents sold it for like 25 cents. <laughs> I'm surprised they even got that. I know. It's like when you get those stuffed animals, you cut them open. It's usually just filled with like shredded paper from like China. Like newspaper. Like millipedes in them. Yeah. <laughs> Dead, dried millipedes. <laughs> they've, they've lived, had a colony, and mm -hmm. died by the time that grew Millipedes, sale. newspapers, yeah. and then there's 25% of it's just pollution. It's just yeah. air pollution that they've somehow created into so, a physical form and stuffed into an animal. So to wrap it, wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, all right. On a scale of one to ten, yeah. how important are street festivals I, in the city of Chicago? Window dressing. I think they're all window dressing. They're never that great. It's always like this great idea to think like, oh, it's festival season, but it's a lot of money. I, I give it, like, if I got to go thumbs up, thumbs down, I say thumbs down. It's nice to know that they're around. I don't want to go to any of them. Yeah. I say thumbs down yeah. knowing that I will go to at least one every year. And while I'm there, just be like, why am I here? Yeah. We I mean, they're just like, go to Mariano's they're and... like doctors. You're glad they're there. You don't want to actually go to them. Right. But you're glad they're around. Street festivals are like doctors. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's take it to the mailbag. Um, you know, because this show, even though this is our first episode, we yeah. do have a lot of people writing into That's us. That's true. Um, so... Uh, let's let's take it from Brad Chadney oh, from okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so for those of you who are new to the show, I hope hopefully you are new because this is the first episode. Right. So if you weren't, that'd be really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we do a little bit of advice column too. We do a little uh, mailbag. So mm -hmm. feel free to write in your questions. You can also tweet those to us oh. at Inferior Men. Yep. Uh, no so, one wanted that Twitter name. Yeah. So for whatever reason, it. nobody wanted it Inferior Men. Um, but but let's just say this. Let's back it up a second. Yeah, right. We're giving advice based on our own failings. Right. So we're doing service for the world. Yeah, we're just giving you an unfiltered view of the reality of, of running a business yeah. or thinking about business and finance, things like that. Yeah. Um, you can go to a financial advisor. You can go you to, can go to yeah. a business manager. Mm -hmm. Or you can just, you know, listen here. Or you can take it from two guys who, <laughs> who tried to tried do it. something and failed horribly. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Brad, uh, Brad Chadney, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I recently inherited $10,000 from a relative. This is totally awesome. Yeah, and uh, however, I am thirty thousand dollars in debt from college loans. Should I invest the ten thousand dollars in something yeah. that will likely pay off more than the loan interest while still making minimum payments, oh, or just go ahead and pay down my Sally May balance? Oh, oh boy. Really? Um, oh, <clears throat> so I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing: when you've got, I mean, here's right off the bat. Here's the problem: mm -hmm. should I invest in ten k more in something that will likely? 
pay off more. First off, he's gambling. He's going to he, Vegas. Yeah, he he's like he has no idea what he's even no, talking about. No, like he's one of those guys that like when they tell you about like how they're gonna make all this money, yeah. and, st- and you're like, you don't even know. What he's you're like, I'm about. investing in corn this week. Oh, good corn's you, up. Yeah. Yeah, he like immediately short sells everything because he hears that's like how guys made a billion dollars. Yeah. No, I'm in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have paid out my student loans, but I still am in credit card debt, you know? And so when you get a birthday gift, you're like, well, should I buy a sound bar for my TV or should I kind of pay off my debt? Like, should I invest in wheat on the stock market? <laughs> invest in wheat? Or should I just start to pay off my debt? <laughs> And it's like, invest in wheat. It's like pit. You didn't ever play that card game pit with no. the bell? You can no. like buy and sell wheat. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but people invest in wheat. Don't you invest in you can yeah, invest you can, in it's rice, a commodity. corn? You can. You have to know what you're doing, though. If you just get $10,000 and the only thing that you have to say about yourself is that I'm in $30,000 debt, the last thing that you should do is immediately go invest in yeah, wheat. Yeah, right, right. That's what I would say. Pay down Weed on that. specifically or invest in general? Just in general. Got this it. guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing. The fact that he is in that much debt from college, I guarantee you he doesn't, if he doesn't have a job to pay off that debt, then 10 grand just throw it, throw it at the debt. That's what I would say. Yeah. You know what's a lot less intimidating than 30 grand? 20 grand. 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> it so. sure is. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. That's the obvious Taxes advice. too, man. You can write that shit off. All right. Um, Let's do a- one more. Yeah. April Cosgrove from Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, another investment one here. I want mm. to invest in my nephew's future, mm. but in, in parentheses, and also because my sister and brother-in-law are screw-ups. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. How do I help, help him without his parents just stealing Me. the money? Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, no, we know, we all know this. That's a that's a we all yeah. know this movie trope. Oh boy, yeah, it's like the money hungering parents. And that's a you know, but with that, you know, like that is like very much of a trope. But there are so many scenarios in real life when you hear about that. Like you hear about, I think it was like my wife's family. There was a funeral mm-hmm. for like the grandmother you know, the matriarch of the family. Yeah. And then there were just some people that like weren't at the funeral because they were like in her house, like, oh, sure. like taking all the jewelry yeah. while everybody's at the funeral. And that shit happens yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. And you think, no way. Like uh-huh. people can't be this. And, and usually it's for like nothing. Like, what are you going to do? Like if I gave you a bunch of jewelry right now, how much money are you going to get? I don't know. Where? I wouldn't how, even know what to do with it. to move it? I wouldn't exactly. even know what to do with it. Right, I would and put you're it not going to get top dollar for it. You're going to go pawn it. They're going to give you nothing for it. See, that's what that's what overwhelms me. Like, I got all these comic books. I'm going to have to get them appraised. I don't right. even know where to do that. And then I'm going to have an appraiser just, like, sit in my apartment and, like, go through my comics. And you got to pay him. And he's him. probably going to s- steal some of them. <laughs> You've got to pay him. Like, <laughs> I would. If I had, like, a variant you know, issue of like X-Men number one. Right. I would be like, nah, if I was an appraiser, I'd be like, nah, this isn't worth worth much. And then I would just simply put it in my backpack. And I wouldn't know. I have like 5,000 comic books. I'm not keeping track. Of I them. mean, why wouldn't you do that? You could totally screw somebody over you all could. the time with that. You could be like, it's not worth anything. Because so you then, have to trust them. And then also, how do they know? Yeah. So then you got to spend money on an appraiser to appraise these, right? And then you mm-hmm. got to like find out how to sell them. Um, or you get like an, a book, you know, yourself to check the prices and then how much time is that? But so what, when I was a kid, I used to collect baseball cards Sure. and I had a little binder and I'd show my mom all the baseball cards. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, this one's worth $15. This one's worth $20. You know, Mm -hmm. Beckett's Beckett's has this listed as, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. You know what my mom would say? Great. Go sell it. Yeah. If it's worth ten bucks, go get ten bucks for it. If if you don't, it's not worth ten dollars. Right. You know who cares what the list price is? <laughs> my you dad know? would always be like, "What do you?" He would look at my comic book collection and be like, "What are you gonna do with all this? What are you gonna do?" Nothing. Yeah, you think you're gonna like, like sell it? Uh, I'll reread them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll reread them yeah. or sell them. This isn't an Honest Wagner T one. Yeah. It's like a Wolverine issue one seventy three. Well, like, and Meh. you you hear stories about like Kevin Smith who like sold his collection. To make clerks and then with that profit rebought his collection. And you're like, wow, yeah, I'll do something like that with yeah, my collection. Yeah. But no, I'm not. That's in that's that's tiring. I'd rather watch TV or like go out on a date. 
So now it's just stockpiling. Anyways, what were you talking about? Uh, so he wants to invest in his Oh, yeah, that's future. right. We're yeah. investing. I totally forgot. I thought we already answered the question. Um, <laughs> I want to invest in my nephew's future. Right. But, and also because my sister and brother-in-law are screw-ups, how do I help him yeah. without his parents just stealing the money? Mm. What a fun movie. There's no, there, you honestly cannot do anything. I mean, you have to set up like an account. Yeah. Like a legal account that's just like they can't touch it. Well, I would I say. I mean, that's possible. I would but, say, first of all, say goodbye to your relationship with your sister and brother-in-law. Right. If you're but, that, well, there isn't one. If no, you're that terrified true. of that's them true. stealing money that you're going to give to their son. Yeah. Then you've already got, there's already some other deeper things that are going on. There. I imagine like a Harry Potter situation where the nephew is like under the stairs. Okay. Chained by his ankles. It sounds like Stephen King, not Harry Potter. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't that like the people yeah, under the stairs? I think that's, okay. that's the one where Stephen King and J.K. Rowling wrote a book together. Yeah. Called Under the Stairs, mm-hmm. colon, Great. Wizards. And so you just got to slip secret notes. You just got to be... You got to be secretive about it, you know? So you can either Send him a set up owl. a legal trust mm-hmm. where his parents can't touch the money or B, send him secret notes yeah. with cash <laughs> yep. inside of those notes. Yeah. Okay. Or both. Go. I feel like you or can both. do both. Yeah, or both, you know. But a trust is hard, I, right? When you hear those two options, I just want you to think uh-huh. about which one's the correct option to take. Mm-hmm. Secret notes mm-hmm. with money inside of them. Yeah. Or a legal trust. Okay. But what's more fun for like a little nephew? <laughs> I mean, he's now living in that type of Stephen King, J.K. Rowling story. And he's going to remember it far more than like a, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he trust. had his choice, he probably went like a Caillou doll or something. But... <laughs> Caillou what a terrible show what a horrible horrible show I I remember watching that with my sister and my sister's like I hate this show what's more obnoxious than like a three year old speaking French I couldn't think of like anything that I I would want less from my daughter when she's born a two year old speaking French like just being so self righteous about like oh I'm like Mm. I'm three and I'm bilingual yeah it's like no get out of here no 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 get a job yeah, I mean, it's so great. Make some money off it. All right, well, I hope that helped. Yeah, good April. luck. Good luck. <laughs> good fucking luck. All right, um, moving on. New business. New business. What's in the headlines? What are in the headlines? Let's take a look. Yeah. Um, so uh, for those of you who are new, and hopefully you are, since mm-hmm. this is our first episode, uh, we like to go through uh, today's headlines and just... Take a look and see what's going on in the news, and yeah. uh, take and uh, Steve and I will have our take on that. Andrew. Well, this one's called Uber Roach. This is on Forbes. Okay, go for it. Uber Roach: Why a hated company won't die. Remember when everybody started uh, uh, removing Uber from their phone? Yeah, I mean, it was such for like Trump. A, Trump yeah, Trump but whatever. They didn't care. And like, and those people who did that are fools. Because at the same time, like, they're like, oh, that guy, like. Fuck Trump. We gotta take Uber off our phones. It's like, okay, and then they still if you were like, hey, how about Tesla? They'd be like, That's a great company. I'm like, oh, you realize like that guy's on the committee too. Like he just hangs out with Trump. Like he does the same shit. Like they're all like business advisors. But for whatever reason, like people jump on that bandwagon. It's like they're all the same people. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like Uber. Now we're fighting him through Uber. Yeah. I don't know. And then people were just like get to point A and B. Yeah. And need it to get to point A and B. Yeah. That's it. I'll and, fight Trump in other ways, but yeah. through Uber? I don't know. It's hard for me. That shit's hard also, for me. Also, they tried to, like, run that guy through the mud. Like, he shows up in an Uber car with, like, two hot chicks one night. Oh, and he's I drunk, saw that. And that yeah. guy's like, you, we gotta get paid more money. And then he's like, shut up. Like, if you were in his shoes, you'd be like, fuck you too, man. I'm trying to get laid here. I got two hot <laughs> chicks. And then you're, like, telling me how I'm, like, screwing you over? Like, I'm sorry. Aren't we, like, sitting in your car? Like, I tricked you. That's why I'm a fucking billionaire, and you're the one just driving around, like, using your own gas. Like, you're paying for gas and maintenance. Yeah. I don't have to pay for shit. All I did was make an app that gives you a small cut, and I keep the rest. Like, I don't have to, you know. No, well, I love when videos of that, of like, oh, a big company has a uh, kind of a dick corrupt CEO. It's like, yeah. 
Of course. You have to. I'm sorry. Every, if, when your company gets to a certain point, you're going to be a piece of shit. You can't make a billion dollars just being uh -uh. like nice to everybody. <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. What, you think this guy's like never fired anybody or yeah. had an argument with somebody? Yeah. It's like if you make $100,000, you have to be an asshole. Imagine being a billionaire. If Jesus, right, yeah. made a, a shoe factory... After a certain point, you ain't gonna just be like, yeah, it's Jesus. You're gonna be like, nah, he had to make some deals. Jesus had to make some deals for this shoe company. That might be a bad example, but you get my, you get, you get my idea. All right, well, I think I have my idea for the, uh, for the week for sure. That's in an upcoming uh, segment we have going on here. But, Keep going you know, this the, headline uh, goes, why, mm -hmm. why a hated company won't die. Ah, well, they can't know. be that hated. It's like, who's hate? Like, how hated are they? It's still a matter of convenience. Well, it's like, I don't... It's I like get... hating McDonald's, though. You can hate McDonald's for being unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. But sooner or later, you're going to have to, like, eat it. Like, <laughs> sooner or later, you're going to be in Ohio, and that's your only and option. It's like a it's like a six-hour road trip. Right. And you're like, fuck, I'm fucking hungry. Right. And it's either McDonald's or a, or a Shell gas station. And it's like saying, hey, I'm, I'm better than McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat McDonald's. Yeah. But you know what? It's, uh... Like, can't we live life knowing that... Uh, yeah, shitty corporations are shitty, and then you just like, it's like, you gotta be more balanced about it, you know? Right. Don't go to McDonald's all the time. Don't subscribe to it, but you know, you're gonna be a hypocrite if you but go you once. You aren't winning if you, if you don't eat at McDonald's and then just eat at some, like, trash hole yeah. grease, like, grease bin right. that makes the same burgers. <laughs> no. It just isn't McDonald's. Let me, let me sum this up with something you said to our friend Brett. Yeah. We were in, we were going to a bachelor party and we were in the car and Brett goes, what did he say? He was like, He's I, like, haven't, I haven't eaten McDonald's in like seven years. And, and Chris, without a beat, responds, you're not changing the world with that. Shit. You're not. <laughs> How, what, what do they and care? And it's true. Go it's ahead. true. Like, if, if I was the CEO of McDonald's, or like, I, like some, one random dude's like, I don't eat McDonald's. Great. I don't, like, I don't whatever. Care. I don't care. I got, I got to like. I got a whole stable of loyal-ass poor people that will fill my pockets <laughs> right. with all the money in the world. But, all of it. But at what point do companies like these worry? Because there can be a threshold that you hit, you know, like there can be an uh-oh moment for Uber of just like, shit, all of, our, all of our customers are turning, you know? I think it's staying true to what you are, right? So McDonald's, they tried the whole thing where it's like, we're going to become healthier, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work. You know what works for them? Serving an Egg McMuffin all fucking day long. Like, like in that minutes. works. Yeah. yeah. Making it, you know what? Double down. Yeah. Burger King does it. They're like, we're not healthy. We're not going to try to be healthy. Yeah. If anything, we'll put an extra piece of bacon on this sandwich for you. Yeah. Like we're going to make it. Because you're not going there for a healthy meal. Like I will never go to McDonald's. Right. In order to get a healthy option. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm eating at McDonald's for a crappy hamburger. Not... And even the salads, you're like... I'm not going to eat a salad at McDonald's. <laughs> Who's going to eat a salad at McDonald's? Seriously. I mean, I have. I have. Why? Why? Yeah. I think I was trying to be healthy. And? Did Bad. you enjoy it? Uh, I would have rather had a Big Mac. Exactly. <laughs> right? I think you're right. <laughs> but, but here's the... I think you're right. I think you have a point. Because if Uber suddenly was just like, you know what... We're going to try and be, like, more Earth-friendly. We're going to go to bikes. It's like, well, see you later, Uber. The main, the main issue with Uber should never be about um, their agenda in terms of their association with the Trump administration, uh, the way they view, you know, minorities or, you know, gays or whatever. Like, if there's any sort of, like, bigoted thing from the CEO, it doesn't matter. The main thing that you should be worried about with Uber and Lyft and all these places is that they sell themselves now as a champion for people who need that extra income, you know, the whole side hustle thing. And all they're doing is building an entire brand up on the backs of people who are using their own car, gas mm. money, and maintenance. And then in an instant, they're going to go to self-driving cars and fuck all of them over in a heartbeat. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. Sure. That's the real 
tragedy with that company. It has nothing to do with what comes out of some billionaire, like, 32-year-old guy's mouth. Right. Like, who cares? Right. The main concern is that they employ, like, how many, what, 100,000 people probably? Who knows? There's a lot of people that drive for Uber, sure. and then all of a sudden, they're just going to lose that income overnight. Well, are you Uber or Lyft? I do Uber, but I rarely use it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Well, to sum that up, what's the let's stamp the thesis on that. I don't know, dude. We I just did. <laughs> Why did you have to like tread on I just summed it up. To sum it up, what Chris said. All right. Um so we've been railing on companies. All right, so giving a business. Yeah, but, yeah. We've we've been railing on companies, but with that said, we do need to take a commercial yeah. break yeah. so we can hear from some people that actually know what they're talking about when it comes to business. Amen. All right, so we'll be right back, guys. Silverfast Yachts, the most advanced yacht available on the market today. Available in Silver, Silver Zvi, Zveralda, and Silverfast. It raises the yacht to a whole new standard. The asking price is only $90 million. But if you go to BurgessYachts.com, you can save 5% today. 5% on $90 million. Do you like aluminum hull superstructure boats? Do you want to cruise the seas at 25 knots? Well, you can with a silver fast yacht from Burgess Yachts. This yacht can be piloted by anyone with a near coastal captain's license of over 1,000 tons. Do you have an international license? Congratulations. You can find yourself at the helm of a silver fast. back thanks to our sponsors can you believe those people are more successful than us i can i really can i, really I mean that's can. a hell of a deal though yeah four four, four million dollars million dollars for five percent i mean we hope you're listening out it's there amazing can, can how cash much in on that deal how much five percent and ten percent how how far those go how sometimes. quick it adds up when you're talking about you know, you're tens always of millions of dollars yeah you're talking yeah. about like shark tank where they're always like i'll give you ten percent of a you know, my company, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's not that much, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's a lot, if you think about it. Uh, well, I don't have to think about it. I, we just saw it. Got yeah. it. Um, anyway, uh, let's go back to the mailbag. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Tracy Huffman okay. from Toledo, Ohio. Well, before we go into it, Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Let's... Uh, oh, like who we are? Like, should we talk a little yeah. bit about like what... Why we're giving advice. Sure. Right? Yeah. I think I learned a lot. From a failing comedian artist mm-hmm. of having a nonprofit comedy theater, helping try and uh, run that week to week with a, a group of friends, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot from all of that, all of those failures. Yeah, I mean, you so know? basically, the reason why uh, Steve and I are here is that we've all we've both had our own endeavors, mm-hmm. and they you know, for lack of a better word, we're failures. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that we're stupid right. or anything. It's just that most businesses fail. Mm-hmm. And we're in the situation that we have some insight in terms of what works and what doesn't work. We have a little bit of resentfulness behind our words. <laughs> but in the end, we're going to take a look at it from a lighthearted perspective. Um, I myself had a craft brewery that is no longer in business. Right. Um, but at the same time, we've learned a lot. I think we can share a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to do it in a fun way. Together. Yeah, together. With our listeners, with ourselves. With people like you. With people like you. And uh, We're at the bottom, going to see if we can get to the top. That's it. And we'll Life's probably an uphill get, battle. We'll Life, get, probably get to the middle level. Yeah. I mean, if anything that you can take from this podcast are just some really great nuggets of life lessons. Yeah. I mean, that's really what we're here for. Yeah. And with that said, Tracy Huffman. Tracy Huffman. Tell All us. right. All right, Tracy. Uh, thanks for writing to us on our first episode. We really appreciate it. She says, hi, Steve and Chris, my sister, Jen, two ends too, and I are starting our own jewelry making company. Uh-oh. So for the past 15 years, mm-hmm. we've built up a following of friends and family that commission us to create personalized rings, necklaces, bracelets, and other items. After years of doing this free space, Lance, or as needed, we've decided... Without to, Lance. Yeah. 
<laughs> we've, or as needed, we've decided to open an official business. We are worried about asking our friends and family, who we've previously hand, handled less formally, to pay more for items and go through a legitimate process mm. as we make this adjustment to a real yeah. business. Any advice? Well, first yeah. off, wrap it up. Jesus. Like, you got to figure <laughs> out how to, like, <laughs> like, can you... <laughs> You got to get to the point with what you're doing, sure, sure. right? My She's God. She's background. I get it. I forgot I what it. she did by the end of that. A jewelry making company. Okay. No, but I think I get it because <laughs> at the theater, you got to give comps, right? It's hard to be like, hey, family, support, support me by putting money into, you know, the comedy theater, right? And like having mm -hmm. my mom and dad come and being like, well, will you pay $20 to see your son do giggles and farts? <laughs> You know, and it's it gets hard. So I get it. Like, to uh, who previously handled less formally, informally, I think she meant. I mean, I think all most businesses from right. the get go, from a small business perspective, you're always gonna have that support from family and friends, and then you have that third partner, people who are interested in a new business, and they're interested in the business because yeah. it's new. Show me the new thing. New kid on the block is always. But you know gonna what? Gonna get you a little bit of attention. When Always. I, and it's what you can do after that that's gonna really set you apart from everybody else. I think where my mind jumps to is I work with art designers at my job, right? Mm -hmm. And when you ask them on the side to like, hey, can you design us a, a quick logo? That's easy. You In your head, you're like, well, this is easy for them to do, right? Because they do this for a living. So can't they just like design me an invite for my birthday party? But that's asking them to do a lot for free, right? Which and is like, their job. And their like job. If you, if you had a day, like you have a day job, nine to five, and somebody's like, oh, you know how to do this stuff. Oh, can you just do that for me on just your really free quick. time? Just really like, quick. Dude, I just worked like a 10-hour day. Yeah. And you want me to like do what I just did for you for free because it's like easy for me. And, it's like, and secondly, it's not always easy just because you do something or know how to do something yeah. doesn't mean – it's some sort of ability that just comes naturally or easy to you. There's right. a lot of extra work that goes into that. Well, so. and so so what I would say to Tracy is don't be – like you got to bite the bullet. Just rip the Band-Aid off. You got to ask him yeah. to pay full price. And and ultimately, they would have to understand if you're like starting up this business, like you know how poor we are right now trying to like start up this jewelry-making business. Just like – Throw us $50 instead of a $25 gift card. Yeah. And I mean, if your family can't understand that, then, then they're just assholes, they too. They should burn Because, <laughs> like, if they can't understand, like, if, if, if they're the ones who are going to give you the most resistance in paying you for your yeah. services, then... You just can't, you can't slip me a 25% discount? No. <laughs> like, Sorry, no. I can't. No, Grandma. Yeah. Sorry, Grandma. God. When you... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All right. Uh, moving on. Mm -hmm. Dane Barrington oh, from Arlington, Virginia. Another novel here. Chris, Steve, I want to quit my job. I've been an investment banker for the past 10 years. I've also been at my company for the past four. Since joining this company, I've been well-valued and steadily given promotions and pay increases. My real passion, mm. though, is... Writing. Writing. Mm. I have been writing short stories, poems, and Aww. screenplays since I was 15. Sure. I've shared some of these samples with friends and acquaintances in the business. I even submitted some pieces to an online journal and was published there. I guess what I'm asking is, do you think I'll, I'll be able to really make a go if I actually leave my day job? And how do I stay calm, explain this to my friends yeah. and family? This is a good one. Yes. This is a good one. And you and I both can relate to this one because we, we are doing well in our day jobs. Yeah. But, but when I was doing the, the theater, I was also doing – so I would, do, I would work 9 to 5 and then go work at the theater from like 7 to sometimes midnight, you know? Yeah. And so we, I would have rather have gotten paid to do that part. Right. But I was, you know, well-valued and blah, blah, blah at my, at my day job just like Dane here. So mm -hmm. it's hard. That's just hard. Well, and I also think, too, like, if you're sharing... I, I'm not sure, like... So I've shared samples with friends and acquaintances in the business. 
Well, the writing business. Okay. You know, well, then if that's that specific the case, business. Okay. Well, then you have connections. Sure. Utilize those connections. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. And secondly, don't quit your job. Like, if you have these, that's a good point. Like, if you no, have, that's a good point. if you have writing examples, yeah. then you still have time to do both. Yeah. So do both. Yeah. Submit those to whatever you know, publisher, editor, whatever path you take. But there's no reason to quit your job because of it. No, um, I totally get that because when you want to make a jump, you get into one of these jobs because you want stability, right? You mm-hmm. want you want to make money and have a stable life and like buy groceries every week and not mm-hmm. eat ramen and lick the floors and, and shit like that. Um, but you also want to do what you're passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too, but you can it, as long as you give up sleep you know well, and you can also figure out how you can check out at the job that's giving you the money totally right and you can figure out that level of what can i get away with here yeah. you don't have to quit keep the paycheck and figure out how to get that job done yeah. without having to like sacrifice everything no that's true like, it's like why? it's like right right during your lunch hour you know like make a call to a client Hang up that call. Use like, the copier. Use the copier. Print out as much shit as you possibly can. Steal yeah. all the office supplies that you can for mm-hmm. your business. There's no shame in it. People will get mad at you for doing it, and they they know you're doing yeah. it. Yeah, but, but people who get mad at you for me. doing that, fire me. And they won't. I challenge you to fire me, yeah. and you won't. Why? Because I'm still smarter than 75% of the idiots that you employ, Yeah, and that's all you need to know. No one in... Because in- the fact that you're even considering being a writer yeah. as a job, you're already probably 10 times smarter than like 80% of the people you I've, work with. Because the rest of them just go home and do nothing. N- no matter where I've worked, no one will complain about stealing office supplies. And the people who do, everyone hates them in right. the office. Who cares? Everybody steals office supplies. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? It's the yeah. easiest thing to cover up. Yeah. When it comes to like finances and a and business. I'm not stealing it as if I'm going to go to the street and sell like a bunch <laughs> of pilot pens and like notebooks. Right. I just like maybe I need a pen. No, and it's I'll more than it. that. I've made I've made hundreds, if not thousands, of copies of paper. Oh, for sure. For like the theater. Oh yeah. And that shit adds up. But oh, no one has well, like. How are you going to track that? And what what investigator say? is going to come say? in and, and find that shit? I had a boss before I started the business. She came up to me directly and like wouldn't confront me, but she was just like, "I think it's the most despicable thing when people like utilize like company resources for their own personal business." And because like she knew I was doing it, but she like didn't have the guts to yeah, say it to my her. face. <laughs> so she kind of did. And I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And I kept right on doing it. Cause like, unless you say something to me, yeah. why not? I like to think that you were looking her right in the eye while like stapling papers yeah. that you had stolen. While putting together and printing everything <laughs> yeah. in color. Yeah. Ev- even like black and white pages, printing it in color. And there was like five like, minutes of yeah. you two staring at each other Every, while you're just yeah. stapling like the papers. Just, just text from Word documents is kind of purple because I printed it in color. I'm just using all the ink. So I think that's good advice. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's like if you don't want to jump, if you don't want to be poor, if you don't want the stability of a full time job, then you gotta you gotta hustle and do both. Like you're gonna put you, your seatbelt yeah. on and get ready to not sleep. That's you're gonna it. be make you're gonna be working a lot of hours, and you know my jump into my own business was like, okay, what like I was working. 80 to 90 hour weeks and getting make, paid the least make it yeah and so like think of it this way what i make now i work a 40 hour week and i make four times as much as i did when i right. ran my own business right and i work half as much right. i used to work 80 hour weeks and make right. a quarter of yeah. what i make yeah now i remember when when we <laughs> so lost do you want to do that or do you want to just like pay your rent because i can tell you what like the stress of like not being able to pay your rent, not being able to pay your mortgage or whatever is going to affect your business too. Like take care of your life too and take care of oh, yourself. Yeah. You can't totally, like, you cannot just think that like I can jump into it. And even if you read like the entrepreneurial stuff, like uh, magazine websites, things like that, they're always like save up a year and a half of salary. And it's like, first off, nobody fucking has. Yeah. How, the gonna hell, do that? How are you going to do that? How the hell has ever been able to sell, like save up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll save up 18 months of salary. Yeah. It's like, what the and fuck? And then you are go you to the doing? dentist and you have a cavity to fill, and then suddenly yeah. you have to like 
pay for that if shit. I All had, these shit. If, if, I, if I had the ability to save yeah. 18 months worth of salary, why would I ever quit that job in a million yeah. fucking years? And ever. also, you're not doing anything yeah. but that job. I'm making so much money. I can quit in like five years. That's a lot of money that if, you could just save up that much If money. you're able to save up that much, this is what you're doing. Going to your job, coming yeah. home, sitting and staring at a wall. Yeah. And not eating <laughs> and not playing games, not reading Doesn't a even book. Ma- no. You're just going to. You're fine. Yeah. Don't you're not worry going about out. it. Yeah. yeah. You're good. No, I think I think this is good. And I think what you said, like, you have to have mind space for yourself. It's like, I always say it's like when you're on the airport, or on the airport, <laughs> on an airplane, mm-hmm. and they tell you before you put a mask on somebody else, you have to put the mask on yourself, right? Yeah, because you can't help anybody yeah. until you help yourself Exactly, first, right? player. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's like airplanes. It's like Golden Corral. <laughs> so there you go, Dan. Yep, chocolate fountains. All right. Uh, let's do one more. That was fun. Uh, advice or the next? Yeah, the next? one more advice, okay. and then we'll jump over. Um, Lindsay Chalkin from Naperville, Illinois, so Ooh. just outside Chicago here. Yeah. Hey, guys, I run my own private music lesson business. I okay. host students at my house for piano, guitar, and singing lessons, mm-hmm. but occasionally I work out of my clients' homes. Mm. Last week, I was packing up, and my client's dog knocked over my guitar. Unfortunately, the way it fell, the guitar broke and needs repaired in a shop. Yeah. It was the only one in, uh, or I was the only one in the room when it happened and downplayed the situation when leaving. Now that I've been to the repair shop and know it's going to cost over $200, I make between $30 to $40 per lesson. This is a hit that will hinder my ability to teach, but I'm worried about asking the client to pay because now I will seem like I'm lying. Well, that's absolutely true. And I'm sorry, like you, that's... (laughs) Like, tough shit. You should have said something right from the get-go. I agree. That's your fault. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, if you're going to run a business, you've got to be super... Way you have more to be aggressive on it. than that. Yeah, yeah. You can't just let stuff pass because that's yeah. just the nature of it. No, and, and that's true because, like, I work... So I work in advertising marketing. Mm-hmm. And you have clients, so you always want to be accommodating. Mm-hmm. But there's there are points where you have to, like, stand up for your team or yourself. Right. Or your business in general. Right. And just be like, and not be afraid of the client. Because now, Lindsay's in a case where she has to be like, hi, Mm -mm. um, before we get started on this next lesson, here's my paper trail of situations that happen. Remember like a month ago when your dog knocked over my guitar? Like, that's not going to fly. What what would you do if you came, like if you met the person who came up with the saying, the customer is always right? I would punch well, them <laughs> right in the fucking face. Right? I, I hate that. Well, I hate it. You, I don't know, but you might not punch them in the face, but honestly, what would be the conversation that you would say that you were like, you were the first person to come up with the yeah. saying? The I would be like, always right? I, here's what I would say. Have you said that to anybody else? No? Yeah. Good. And then I'd push him on. Have you ever actually dealt with a customer? Yeah. And I'd hold a knife and I'd be like, if you ever repeat this to anyone. Right. I will come after you and your children and your grandma and your fucking dog. Don't you ever repeat. The customer is always right. Ever, ever. And he's just like, yeah. 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 And then you still fucking Butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You run that razor because shark blade you know, right over his you know throat. He's gonna he, say don't, he doesn't need to he yeah. doesn't need to repeat that to anybody ever again. Wait, I want to go back to the customer is always right. Yeah, good. It was originally coined in 1909 by Harry Gordon Selfridge. Selfridge? Yeah, S-E-L-F-R-I-D-G-E. The founder of Selfridge's department store in London and is typically used by businesses to convince customers... Okay, Uh, is Selfridge still in in business? Probably. I haven't heard of it. Never heard of it. Maybe in London. Let's take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still and in you, business, too. Four locations. Really? Mm-hmm. Customers always right, you see? Mm-hmm. It is yeah. a chain. Tip of the hat to you. Opened in uh, the, uh, March 15th, 1909. They, have, they only have four stores, though, and they're a private company. And they're doing just that's fine. The way you've, that's the way you run it. Yeah, that's the way you run it. If you can stay private, you stay private forever. Sure. Well, Keep so that's... Keep that's, it private. That's our advice, Lindsay, is... Yeah. You sh- I mean, you're screwed now, but right. use this as a learning lesson that's to say something like when the dog knocks over the guitar 
and you see that it's broken, be like, mm-hmm. hey, your dog broke my guitar. Mm-hmm. Say it there. And then be like, hey, I, I'm going to have to check to see how much uh, this will cost because your dog <laughs> knocked over yeah. my guitar. Say something. <laughs> say something. Just see something, say something. Say something. It works on the CTA, For and it works say. in the guitar business. Yeah. Just think about how much of an asshole you would look like. Yeah. You know, if you were in that person's shoes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just say something. Where are we at? Uh, so coming up, our next segment here is the next, next. great idea. Uh, so this is where <laughs> Steve and I both have the next great idea mm-hmm. that will be, you know, the next billion dollar yeah. idea. So last time when we were just drinking drinks on your porch, we had thought of the next great idea in the bathroom, which mine was, oh boy, mine was all of the digital displays that come through the wall, you know, so you can like watch TV in your living room. Well, why don't you just explain what it is so we can, yeah, okay, good. So my idea was like, you know, when you like turn on the TV, but you want to like go take a shower and you know, like at the airports, there are some airports that in the mirror, they have the displays where you're like washing your hands of like the weather and the sports. Right. I want that. All over the place. Yeah, I think that's it's bad. Because, that's a bad idea. No, because my thing is like we don't. Do you spend... want fidget spinners everywhere too? No, that's all right. not the well, same it's thing. It's the same dipshit. thing. It's all attention deficit disorder stuff. You've got to have like something in front of your face. You want a lifetime of Minority Report. That's fine. Like, come on. What do I want? My own thoughts in the shower? No. <laughs> it sounds like you need them projected somewhere for I want, you. I want to watch Silicon Valley in Why? My... Because why not? Okay, when I was a kid, okay, we didn't have cell phones. I don't, don't even go down this fucking road. I will. Road. And if you missed a call, guess what? You weren't doing shit that night. No. Sorry. Oh, Johnny went to the movies? Yeah, you Johnny missed it. Johnny went to the movies. Johnny went to the movies without you. Because why? You were outside mowing the lawn and you missed his call. Now, Guess this... what? You're not doing anything tonight. And now we got this culture where you got to have a you gotta have a video in the shower? Yeah. Why? Welcome. Welcome to this culture. To what? Not where Johnny missed a video or whatever the it's fuck. Just, we're it's... living here Look, in I... this day. No, no, no. I agree. Okay? I, I got old. Like, I got, like, super old and, like, you know. Yeah. Right there. But at the mm. same time, there's a there is an in-between. Okay. There is an in-between in terms of being completely inculcated with just audio and video all the time. Right. And having the ability to like shut that stuff off. And what you're advocating for is the ability to just always be just have plugged it. in. Have it available. But it's I don't here's know. here's my thing. Think about when people you're you're at work or you're in a group of friends and they're like Hey, did you see this uh, Netflix show? Did you see this Amazon Prime show? Did you see this show? This and I, I do want to see those shows, but there's not enough time in the day to see Twin Peaks at the same time as catching up on Legion's Heroes. I'm just saying this would allow me to like have it you're wherever not paying I want to go. Huh? Are you really gonna be able to pay attention when you're in the shower sure. to a show? Leathering my body while watching a TV show? I don't know. It's I not just think that it's hard like, to like. How much content do you need to consume in one day? Okay, well, what was your idea? You say your idea. Oh, well. <laughs> Yours was more practical, as I remember it. Well, I mean, I think that there are... Oh, well, I had a new idea for today. Are you thinking about, like, an old idea? Well, do your new idea. Okay. No, let's do your new uh, idea. We were talking about... You were saying when Jesus was selling shoes. Yeah. So I just Earlier, think that yeah. there should be, like, there should be just Christian clothing lines. Like, how many clothing lines are dedicated to the Christians? I and feel like, like they're out there. But yeah, but they could also, like, I feel like if you knew it, and then also they wouldn't have to send, like, um, you Christian know. clothing. I'm looking at it right now. Where the... Mis- where the message.org. The Be Kind clothing line. We are Lions. Like, there's dope Christian clothing brands you should look out for. (laughs) Like, you gotta, what's your spin? What's your new spin? I don't know. We gotta walk through this. I just wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there so we could, so we could try to like workshop this a little bit. Yeah. All right. So you're saying like, Jesus. Okay. So here's the thing. The other day, I had a, uh, a friend of mine was looking up a company Mm -hmm. and, if I, I'll have to, we should look this up for next episode. There is a company where they say the founder is Albert Einstein. 
no way he ever owned the company ever. Uh-huh. Like it, it was like Albert's Albert Einstein made a suggestion in passing in a public like forum that something should happen and this company did it and now they list Albert Einstein as their founder. And if you go on their Wikipedia page, he is listed as the founder of the company and I guarantee you he had nothing to do with that company whatsoever. So what I say is go one step further than mm-hmm. these people who are saying we have a Christian clothing company. Right. Say that we're designing clothes based off the designs of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> but what does that mean? What are the designs of Jude, Jesus? Jude, look at the writings. Look at Jesus' well, okay, writings. Okay. We can get, like, I guarantee you we can pull some designs from his well, writings. Let's, so on, on the link, dope Christian clothing brands you should look out for on Rob, rapzilla.com. Okay. There's the conquered the grave. This is a hoodie. Yeah, this is but but this is what but you're Jesus about. didn't design it. That's like, what I'm trying to say. Wait a minute. How were you gonna convince people that Jesus designed? How the fuck the- you convince people there was a flood that hit the entire earth and some dude put every species on one boat? Yeah, no, you I get just it. say it's in a book. They wrote it down. It's interpretation. That's how Christianity exists. All right. So de- so describe to me right now what a Jesus design. A design made by Jesus, just to be clear, would look like. Um, if Jesus it would, designed a t-shirt. It would have a lot of writing on it, right? Because he liked to talk a lot. I don't know, but I think he's a simple man. So, Jesus well, would want, look, I think, this example on the website I'm on says light the way with a torch. I guarantee you, but we could sell it. Like, here's the thing. You could have a white t-shirt for Jesus, and you could just be like, Jesus wouldn't. Jesus wouldn't want to be braggadocious. Jesus wouldn't want to be... Yeah, he wouldn't put shit on shirts. Exactly. Isn't that his story? So that's why you just uh, sell white t-shirts oh, in... Oh, I see. G- yeah. Okay. Right. All right, I'm buying it. Okay. All right, so um, what'd you learn today, Steve? I learned a lot. I learned a lot. We went from street festivals to community farms mm-hmm. to, for, to yachts. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about yachts. Mm-hmm. Um... I learned that sometimes you got to take a jump mm-hmm. and the net appears, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you jump and a trampoline appears and just knocks you in a different direction. And you just got to go with it. Yeah. Don't I, you think? Yeah. No, I think, you know, the main thing that we kind of discussed today was just being flexible. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be flexible with yeah. your business when you're starting off. There are no, like, hard ideas. There are no, you know, there isn't a, a defined path for you and you'll never find that path. No. Uh, so all you can do Let is... Let that go right now. Yeah. There is no path. The only path is the area where your foot's going to go next. Sure. And that's really all there is to Embrace it. it. Embrace it. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it for this week uh, of Inferior Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate it for our first episode here. We will be back next week, so looking forward to talking to you again. Uh, if you have any questions, please send those to at Inferior Men at Twitter. You can send any emails to us at Inferior Men Pursuit. Pursuit at gmail.com. Yeah, and we just wrote it today, so. Yeah, so what do we say? <laughs> <laughs>